bros chilling in the hot tub five feet apart because they're not gay two bros two bros five feet apart because they're two bros two bros Welcome to We Rate Queer Bait, the show where we explore the blurry line between homie and homo. I'm your host, Sky. My pronouns are he, she. I'm Devin. My, homo- my, <coughs> my pronouns are he, him. I'm Emery, and my pronouns are they, she, he. Mm-hmm. And um, so for some intro material today, um, let's talk about how this is a podcast about um, rating queer bait mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and not actually like... Uh, talking about the plotting. Uh, I don't know. We talked about the plot of Nardo and of uh, the Black Axe a lot. Um, did we? Yeah. I remember talking a lot about Naruto and Sasuke's like plot line specifically. Uh-huh. I don't remember that much like thinking about like, you know, the writing and how it, well, I guess we did talk about Gara and how it would have been better if he was like, yeah, I just edited I, I, I that. We definitely, uh-huh. we definitely spent a lot of time on Conrad and Kel and Awe and definitely didn't just sort of go over it at the end like an afterthought. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we definitely didn't just talk about how good the writing was for about an hour. And we half didn't just... Go, oh, yeah, we have like a rating system. We didn't okay, well, just well... spend like half an hour exclusively on, on Luthavon. <laughs> Mm. Should have been longer. Mm. Yeah, that's I could true. Spend about three hours on Luthabon. That's true. Okay, well, let me talk about the other thing that I love about this podcast, which is uh, the fact that every episode can be so radically different. And um, for this episode, I'd like to say that um, the relationship that we're going to talk about this week is, is one that one. I think it's taxing, and it I think changed the lives of. Um, many in terms of like you know like how fandom and fan works and stuff like that Changed like my you life. know yeah absolutely Not uh, for the better uh-huh um the plotting uh do I... you guys like mysteries do you like mysteries that you can solve with your brain yeah do I you sure like do. reading along with a mystery and being like wow um i can see clues and i'm intrigued by what they might mean and uh, yeah, I, feel I, like when I, I love come speculating. To the ending... I love sharing theories with my friends. I love, I love yeah. considering who done it. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. Latest We're talking mystery... about a great mystery. It's called Umineko. Yeah, yeah that's right. Latest um... mystery I, I read was actually Higurashi, and damn, that one had like had me like foaming at the mouth. Yeah, have mm-hmm. you ever like heard cool mysteries about like oh, only two places in this town have air conditioning in 1983, which is a huge <laughs> luxury and. That could be very interesting when you consider, like, the systems of, like, power and abuse in this system. I'm just... Oh, I was like, a great... I was thinking, oh, are you thinking so about much... Themes? I was thinking so much about Keiichi taking his cold medicine in Chapter 1. I, I'm always thinking about Keiichi having so much respect for, like, adults and authority <laughs> and thinking that uh, he needs to distance himself from his friends and... Oh, how adults talk to him weird. Like, they shouldn't. Mm. Like, how a grown man walks up to KG and is like, Hey, kid, you ever hear about some murders? Anyways, bye. Anyways. And yeah. Anyways, forget all that. Forget about um, Higurashi, one of my favorite mysteries. We're going to talk about a series, um, a mini series from a a quaint little uh, TV channel from a quaint little island um, off the coast of Europe called... um, 
Uh, Sherlock. We're talking about Sherlock. Uh, I and, would just um, like to delay this as long as I can. Um, my cat is currently in the room with us, and she is on her back, uh, fully tummy out, just kind of laying there. She looks adorable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We should talk about that for an hour and a half and mm. ABC Sherlock. Mm. Yeah. I would love Benedict to, but I really, I think, huh? we, I think we got to exercise this demon. So the BBC's Sherlock, uh, I didn't really do my due diligence with, a, again, that, that's where I'm going with this, this beautiful intro that we've done here is that I could not, I have like really, really crippling ADHD. Mm-hmm, if something mm-hmm. doesn't interest me, it takes like more than the normal amount of willpower to get okay. things done. Perhaps. Okay, listen. Cards on the table. I did start playing Sonic Three for like two of the episodes I watched. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Ice Let's cap. talk about Sonic Three. Ice Cap Zone, huh? Mm. Ice Cap Zone is so good. <laughs> okay, extra cards on the table. I don't have crippling ADHD and a horrible pension for consuming poison mm-hmm. as like a fun little a fun little like test to see how much poison I can drink before it kills me. Mm-hmm. Um I watched all four seasons of BBC Sherlock save for the like Abominable Bride episode because by that time I didn't give a shit. Uh-huh. Um but yeah, I'm a, a BB Sherlock scholar now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is great because cards on the table. I was the one who made us watch this uh, travesty of a show. I got through the first two seasons, and um, that's about how much I got through when I was a teenager too. And then I skipped all the way to the finale, great. and it's not good. Is the thing? It's really not good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, slight spoilers for Sherlock, and here's this Emery. Catch this. So uh-huh. at the start of um, season four. So season three ends in one of the best ways. It's where Sherlock, um, there's a guy who has secrets on everyone and is like, I'm controlling your lives with the dirt I have on Oh, wait, I did get through season three when I was a teenager, just not this time. You're so right. I do like the ending of season three. He did go like, oh, all the secrets? Well, it's in my mind palace. I have it all in here. And that guy was really funny because they were like, take us to your vault of secrets. And he opened up like a hidden room and all was in that room was just a chair. And he's like, this is where I go, where I want to remember the secrets. So he just sits (sighs) in the chair and just, just starts going into his mind house. Fucking astounding. What if someone (laughs) had a mind palace, but used it for evil? God. It was good. They should make you get a license before you can build your own mind palace. Like, that's the fucking level we're on here. See, I think it's usually called a magician's license because that's the only fucking people on the planet who make a mind palace. I don't think you need a license to be a magician, but, um, you know. This guy's very funny because um, he, uh, he tells this to Sherlock that, oh yeah, all of the dirt I have on you guys isn't on any computer or written down anywhere. It's all in my head. So as long as I'm alive, I have you guys like basically by the proverbial balls. Yeah, and, I, I, only uh, took Sherlock... about, I only took about half a page of notes on the four episodes I watched. So we're the same. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, <laughs> so Sherlock obviously gets to the end of this line of reasoning and then just like shoots the guy in the head instantly (laughs) so sherlock is now one criminal because um he murdered a dude um 
And so the end of the season is him being like, they say banished from England. Some for some reason, instead of just like arrested, he just gets banished. Um, and right yeah, before that, that happens, uh, Morarty's face just appears on every TV in the world, and they all thought he was dead, considering he shot himself in the head at he the really end of did. season two. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but you um, know, fuck shit. I think I know how he might have been able to survive that, though. Oh, you think so? Y- yeah, the thi- yeah, the thing about Moriarty is, you know, he has all these schemes, and, you know, uh-huh. he's always uh-huh. got these, you know, backups and contingencies in, his pla- in place. Sure. So, you know, I think considering the degree to which he planned things out, I think he definitely could have survived by being epic. Well, you should go to the writers and tell them that because he actually didn't survive. And it was um, actually Sherlock's uh, heretofore not talked about, never mentioned, um, long lost sister who um, was kept in a secret super facility because she's okay, crazy. Okay. No, 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 no. We okay. gotta start from Before, the beginning. But, no, 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 you are no, no, getting. No, 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 no. Okay, I'm just playing no, no, the no. ending of BBC Sherlock. Yeah, but we can't get to the ending without getting to the beginning. We have yeah, okay. to do a before, brief but, overview of the goddamn show. Yeah, and before then we, we can get into about... it. Before mm-hmm. we get into it, can I briefly say what my experience with the series is? Absolutely, right. yes. Okay, so I did watch the first two seasons, like back closer to when it was like coming out and in vogue and i didn't really like it that much i mean like it seemed Mm. like you know i thought the character you know i i i thought there were enjoyable aspects of it but the mysteries were just the worst dog shit imaginable um and then and then i watched the first episode of season three and the the basically that's the episode where it says None of the, none of, all of this is bullshit. We are, we are calling ourselves out. This, these mysteries are fucking stupid and you shouldn't care about them. All you need to know is that Sherlock is epic. And that's, that's really what we're trying to say here. That's what makes this show compelling is watching a guy be epic. And you doesn't, literally doesn't need to be any more complicated than that. And I was like... You know what? I actually kind of respect this decision. I, I, you know, they're really saying it out loud, and you yeah. know, so you know, I, I do, I do find myself with a newfound respect for this series. I'm not gonna watch it anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bad series, bad plotting, bad writing. I do respect a creator who despises the art they make so much that they are. They are actively hostile to anyone who says they enjoy it or want to follow it. They are actively being like, do you want this shit? Do you want this garbage? Yeah. Are you sure? It's poisonous. Yeah, I would say the thing that it makes that is truest to the original work about this um, uh, particular I... retelling of the Sherlock Holmes story is that Sir Arthur Conan Doyle hated writing Sherlock Holmes from the moment he put him to paper to the Great. day he died. Um <laughs> And I think I, that that really shines through in the BBC Sherlock series because um, other than Martin Freeman and Benedict Cumberbatch, everyone in the whole show seems so miserable to be there from every other actor <laughs> to the writers to I, the cinematographer. I mean, it's just like an anti-show. And yeah, like- This show- the, 
<laughs> this show hates its audience so much that I'm convinced if I met Stephen Moffat in real life, he would do a homophobic ha- hate crime at me. <laughs> I think he already did. I think that's the fucking point. Um, I can say, um, and I think the writers have talked about this before, but this is the most um, whatever happened to strong male friendships show in the fucking world. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, once again, I don't respect <laughs> them for doing it. I respect them for committing. Okay, there is something like... really interesting to say that I think we will get through in this about the way that it takes like not mystery tropes, not any of like the interesting tropes that you come to for the genre of this, but like, um the trope of Irene Adler being the one woman that Sherlock respects. And like you said, saying the quiet part loud with like- Oh, I'm uh, so glad you said that Irene Adler is the only only woman that Sherlock respects because there is another. It's the woman he is constantly mean to, but it's only when he is forced to admit that he loves her. Uh, Molly? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Molly deserved better. Molly and Sakura need to start like a support group yeah, for like for when your like emo black haired boyfriend like constantly negs you, but then like wants you to be there for him and when he needs it. Anyways, um, let's like really yeah just... we should we should yeah once we once we've made our way you know a good way into this series, we'll just write a fan fiction about all the women who deserved so much better. Oh, oh yeah, oh yes. yeah, oh yeah. We'll do like a, a women who deserved better special, and they'll all yeah, have. Yeah, they're their all party. gonna team up. They're gonna be a super group. They're gonna start a band together. It's the scene in Our Flag Means Death when uh, Steve's cool wife thinks he's dead, so she starts a uh, like support group for wives whose husbands are dead, and they all are like, "Yeah, life fucking rocks when this happens. Um, you can do whatever you want now." It's gonna be that, but it's Sakura, Molly, any other woman who writers don't know exist. Mm-hmm. God. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, I think that sounds great. Um, honestly, yeah. So, so, so far we've just got Sakura and um, Molly, but it'll fucking expand it'll, from there. It'll blossom quick. Also, kind of Irene Adler. I say he respects her, but only because that's the language the show used. <laughs> Um, but Jesus Christ. Okay. Let's try to do a quick recap here of just the basic plot so that we can talk about some of the more insane elements before we completely go off our rocker. All right. And then we can talk about the other shit. So season one, um, basically just sort of episode one, Watson shows up. He's like, damn, you're a crazy guy and you do all these things crazy like deduction things but he likes it but he's like wow you're so that's so impressive you're kind of a dick but it's so impressive yeah everyone else hates it but he likes everyone else hates it but he likes it yeah okay so like right off the bat like the, the the first thing i have written down in my notes is they're really calling the whole true crime audience psychos huh Because, like, you know, one of the police officers is talking about, like, oh, Sherlock doesn't even get paid for this. He just shows up for free and solves all our mysteries because he's a fucking freak and he likes it. Because he gets off on it repeatedly is what they say. They're like, he, 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 like, it literally is like, he gets off on it. He loves it so much. 
just like fucking immediately this is already hostile to just like anyone who likes crime mysteries also which is great for a show about crime mysteries also the misogyny note uh goes off immediately because um there's like this lady cop who doesn't like sherlock and the first thing he says to her is basically like huh getting much sleep and she's like what do you care and he's just like also your knees are scuffed have you been sucking this other cop's dick Oh, look, your knees are scuffed from yep. giving that the, the white male cop a blowjob. Anyways, bye. Yeah. Let's go in this house and solve the mystery about a woman in pink who was also a serial adulterer. Yeah, just like... <laughs> like... <this>. God, like... <laughs> this guy just is is... Sherlock really just gives me the impression that if I met him in real life, he would tell me that non-binary people aren't real and to just get a vaginoplasty already. Like, that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's the vibe I get from this man. Yeah, I've been um doing this fun thing called expanding my brain by listening to, like, uh, actually good writing. And I've been listening to mm-hmm. um, a book called, basically, it's like a story about human history and talking about really, like, interesting stuff. Um... One of it is, like, it's really good at talking about, like, how, like, gender is a very big construct. And I'm just, like, Sherlock, A, would never listen to this. And B, mm-hmm. uh, would talk about how he's just, like, there's, like, an episode where, like, um, uh, uh, Watson gets married. And he's just, like, oh, marriage is fake and it's pathetic and no one should do it. And I'm just, like, clearly someone doesn't know how social bonds got formed and how humanity got to where it is. But I don't know. Anyways, Sherlock isn't smart, he's just a dick. Yeah, he, Yeah, truly. I'm always thinking about also the time when uh, Watson's making fun of him for not knowing that the Earth re- re- revolves around the sun. Oh, and yeah. he's like, I don't need to know that. I, fi- I filter that out. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. You don't okay, need to I know that for that anything, too. for any mystery solving whatsoever? Yeah, maybe like how like because, the sun reflects no, off things. He solves a mystery later by knowing how the sun like later reflects in the into a same, <laughs> Later in the same goddamn episode, he <laughs> solves a crime because he knows things about astrology. He's like, oh, this was a fucking supernova in the sky that only appeared during this certain year. And I'm like... And then it even calls it out, like, oh, you might have solved that faster if you knew about heliocentrism. And my head is fucking, just fucking spinning at this point. It's like, like, yeah, so he knew this deep esoteric thing about this comet, doesn't know, uh, I guess, uh, anything about, like, Copernicus or Galileo or any of their, like, life's work. But can solve mysteries just real good because he knows people, but he doesn't know people because they confuse him. Um, God, okay, like <laughs> you can't be a good li- investigator liter- investigator if you don't know how people work emotionally. Uh-huh. I don't. The literal the literal line in my note is this bitch complaining about useless information <laughs> like he doesn't know who John Philip Sousa is. Like <laughs> literally. God. <laughs> I'm so mad. They they they're really just making this guy funny and quirky and epic with just like no regards to just anything. Yeah, they're you can just tell the making show was on the same time the Big Bang Theory was. Oh yeah, yeah this this fucking show was like 
just constructed to be an individual series of like gif sets on tumblr like that is what i what it is this 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 is a show that is this show is an active rejection of context like literally like i didn't so i was like this was my side of the super who lock in our in, in back in my day as a teen um I was not a Supernatural fan, but I was both a Doctor Who and a Sherlock fan. And after Stephen Moffat took over Doctor Who and I watched the, uh, I would say, sharp decline in quality was kind of when I looked at Sherlock and was like, huh, maybe this was never good, huh? Yeah, season six and seven, some real dog shit for uh, Doctor Who, huh? Oh, that's so where bad. I stopped. So bad, and I've gotten back into it because I grew up on like the like sixties like series, like you know, well, not really the sixties part, but like um, mm-hmm. Tom Baker stuff. But like, um, man, it is. A, it, it I can't get through the like <laughs> Stephen Moffat seasons anymore because I'm just like, this is come on. This is just bad. The, and it's some of the same shit that's in here is the lesbian couple in Doctor Who that's like whole characters are we're married to each other and I'm a lizard and she's not quirky. Um, we don't have any lines to each other other than <laughs> you're my wife, but you know, it's it's lesbian <laughs> representation. Um we haven't gotten to Irene god. Adler yet, so uh, yeah, God. Also, just like <laughs> we're not even like really into episode yeah, one we've, yet. Yeah, we've we've completely abandoned like the premise. We've completely abandoned our plot rap recap already, which is great for us. But yeah, just like another thing that I'm I, I want to note that just mad. it yeah starts happening immediately is that like literally any time someone sees uh, John and Sherlock together, they're like, "Oh, who's your boyfriend?" Like every time. I'm I just don't even and it's it's, like it's it is it is it is making it's it is making the show more homo so that it it so that it can know homo itself even harder like once again I don't respect looking for done I respect it is looking for addition it is actively looking for any opportunity to no homo itself at 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 any moment. Like I just remember at least one of my friends being like before the finale being like, "Oh, well Watson's wife is dead, so maybe they'll put Sherlock and Watson together." And I'm like, "They're not going to do that. <laughs> They're not gonna. They They're not. When They're I not going to do it." The show is the most like whatever happened to strong male friendship this show feels like <laughs> Stephen moffat and matt gates were out like drinking at like the fucking bar or something and people were just like oh out on a date are we and they got so fucking pissed about it that they committed to putting everyone in the show being like um no um we're not together actually <laughs> I've, I've told God. you multiple it's so times, funny I'm not gay. I'm pretty sure I told Mark you. Gaines is gay. Yeah, I know. I feel like Stephen Moffat <laughs> and Matt Gates got so mad about it that Stephen Moffat is like, John Watson has to repeatedly tell people, once again, I'm not gay. It feels so... I mean, really, I, I, again, I know we've gotten away from our plot summary, but one thing I will what say is like... What plot is in this show? I just... Okay, so fine. He shows up. We're, we're gonna basic season one is just Watson's here and we'll talk about that for a minute throughout the whole show there is the through thread that um 
of Watson. Like, it feels very reflexive of, like, looking at, like, the writers are looking at the work of Sherlock Holmes and being like, come on, why do they keep saying confirmed bachelor? Why do they keep saying, like, he's, like, living, like, it just... (laughs) It feels like they're looking at the work that they're supposed to be adapting and getting mad at the gay subtext that keeps popping up and like having uh, uh we should have invited these guys on we rate queer Bay. like having john watson <laughs> reflexively and aggressively be like every time so fragilely like uh no i'm straight i'm extremely heterosexual i have a wife uh her name's mary but she's real. Like that was the thing in like <laughs> in the original works of Sherlock Holmes. That was the joke is that Mary wasn't real or, you know, like, like it's, you know. Well, she's not really real in the show either. I'm being very honest. Well, none of the women are, but True. <laughs> exactly. Like <laughs> they were like, she got added and they were looking for like the door so fucking quick. It was kind of absurd yeah i mean she showed they were looking for a reason to get rid of her almost immediately it was insane the beyond like misogynistic fridging of of uh john watson's wife of being like she's she just here. shot for no reason yeah she's here to uh be john watson's wife and to tell us that he loves danger uh, even when danger is lying to him about being safe, he's still attracted to it. Um, and then to die, like literally, like straight up, like she's there for one season to do that and die. Yeah, so they can have like two episodes where Watson is like shitty to like Sherlock, and then she gets on a DVD that's like, "You gotta take care of my my special little guy. Please, please take care of my special little guy." I'm sending you God. this from beyond the grave. If you see my special little guy, please take care of him. Please. Please. He's my special little guy. Please. I'm a woman and I exist to serve my husband and I died. So I can't serve him anymore. By the so way, will he you please... has a child who you will never see. Yeah. Oh my God. The finale having the nerve to be like, hey, Watson, you want to call your daughter? Oh, wait, this bomb is motion activated. You can't, you can't call your daughter. I think um, that's the only time they mention her in the whole fucking episode. No, they mentioned that Molly's taking care of her since Watson doesn't want to. <laughs> Poor fucking Molly! <laughs> Molly's just doing it for she him. She got shafted with the guy she's into's best friend's kid. Yeah, it's not even her fucking oh kid. Oh my god. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> Should we, like, Anyways. talk about the show? <laughs> Are we like, is the anger out? I don't know. Do we have to? I'm like, you know. Okay. Well, now that we have this context, okay, so, so can I explain the season finale okay. of season four? <laughs> let me, let me, let me just lead up to it. Okay. So right. we got through season one. Watson's here. We don't care. End of the season. Moriarty shows up. Okay. Moriarty's That's the why only I have to talk this about show. this because Moriarty, the, there's queer baiting of John Locke. There's also the extra layer of the fucking Moriarty relationship, which is Let's go. Let's talk about oh, Moriarty. Oh my god. So he shows up because at the very end of the episode. He's been the the oh the the f- He doesn't show up at the very end of the episode. He shows up early oh, in no, no, the no, episode. So and Sherlock Yeah, he shows up with Molly and to Sherlock be like Sherlock is immediately like, "Oh, he's gay." Uh-huh. 
I looked at I looked at his fingernails, and that's how I know. I looked at his cuticles; they're like really refined. His eyelashes look nice. He has product in his hair. To which Watson says, "Yeah, I have product in my hair." And Sherlock says, "You groom your hair. He styles it. There's a difference." That's like, right. Oh, you both have product in your hair, but you're doing it in you're a doing heterosexual it the mask way. way. Because I do need the... to reinforce that you are my heterosexual friend, John What Watson. he actually says is you wash your hair, there's a difference, which is, wow. Um, I don't know if you guys knew this, but gay men don't wash their hair. They just put gel in it. Yeah, they just put product in it. They just, um, like, oh, also his <laughs> eyes are tired from clubbing. Um, so also, that's cute. Yeah, also he is, like, wearing, like, a thong yeah, it's like literally like, like a bright green like half jock that he's got like hiked above his pants, and that's how uh, Sherlock knows that uh, he's he's a gay man. And but then, then also he's like also he slipped his number on the desk right here. Right mm, yeah, him. that's the big giveaway. Yeah. There's always that one last like ha ha. There was paying attention. Um. But anyways, the reason he's there in that episode is because Molly, the guy, she's the lab assistant that clearly has a crush on Sherlock, and he keeps being just absolutely atrocious to her unless specifically he goes out of his way to manipulate her. Like, if he needs her to do something, like, he will compliment her, and then she gives up her night to just do shit for him. And that's, like, their whole relationship the whole time um never changes and then so she shows up and is like hey i'm dating this guy like office romance uh he's from work and sherlock is just like gay he's gay gay you should stop you should (laughs) you can't try to find happiness outside of me even though i won't give you the time of day like it's real nasty honestly um yeah she he keeps being mean to her and then she keeps like in that episode being like you're the worst why do i ever put up with you and i'm just like hey yeah why and b she comes back next episode, and I'm just like, girl, why? Yeah. Like, Every if time. If he shows up, just be like, anyways, I'm going home. Yeah, that's season one. She continues to be obsessed with him. Yeah, the finale of season four is her tearfully being like, Sherlock, don't make me say I love you, and him trying to force her to say I love you so she doesn't blow up. Yeah, because... God. <laughs> anyways, so... Don't worry, I'll get to the season finale of season four. It's... <laughs> So powerful. So, anyways, now we're uh, he's been holding people hostage hostage this whole episode. It's very cute. He's having them read messages off of the phone so nobody can hear his voice. That's Moriarty I'm talking about. Um, and then he shows up at the swimming pool. Um, it's you know, yeah, they just go to a random swimming. They pool. just go to a swimming pool, and Martin's yeah. there. Or, sorry, I keep calling him Martin. It's, it's um, that's so mean to TMA. <laughs> it's because his name's Martin. Freeman. It's literally the same. It's literally the same swimming pool where Sherlock solved his first murder as, like, apparently just, like, a teenager. Yeah, and apparently fucking, which apparently Moriarty did, just coincidentally. Yeah, he loves him. And has been obsessed with Sherlock Holmes since, ever since. Yeah, not his cool, like, super smart sister, though, who we learned about in the season finale of season four. Um, she probably would have already been in an institution by then, though. Yeah, and she would have duped Sherlock. What did Moriarty know about that, huh? Um, because Guess he's he not so cool. didn't meet them after. Anyways, anyways, it doesn't matter. It fucking doesn't matter. No, it um, does. It super, it super doesn't. doesn't at all. No, like, yeah, like, anytime we, we call out a plot detail for being fucking stupid and bullshit, like, 
That's 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 just what the show is. Like, I mean, literally on purpose. It truly it's doesn't insane. fucking matter. Like an- again, anti-writing. Um, so we're in the swimming pool. It's <laughs> kind of great. Uh, John Watson has a bomb rigged up to him, and uh, Sherlock's really mad. He's like, "Damn, that's my boy, and you're messing with my boy, and I don't want you to do that." And Moriarty's like, "Um, so stop messing with me. I'm leaving now." And then uh, John uh, or Sherlock rips off the coat that Watson had over his bomb, and Watson goes, "Wow, I hope no one saw you rip off my clothes in an abandoned swimming pool. People would talk." And then Moriarty comes back in and says, Great. "Hey, um, I would just talk. kidding. I have to shoot you." Um, and that's the end of the season. And I just I wanted to get the double Can... whammy of the extra homophobia and the like repeatedly just the writing quirk of this show where it's like we're gonna do a twist on a twist every time it's gonna be a twist on a twist you know yeah you'll never see it fucking coming you'll it never make sense. see it coming except you will see it every fucking time can can we go back and talk about the first episode because i just remembered more things yes that please I'm mad tell about. me the things you're mad about in oh this i have something season. i'm mad about because we're gonna episode. i think we'll just go oh, season I mean, by like, season and then we'll kind of skip season three because fuck it i mean i have words first about off, season three we, we when first off when we meet mycroft oh yeah mycroft it, let's talk Sherlock's about fucking... brother like they they go to every length to make us assume that, oh no, this guy is definitely Moriarty. Because he's just talking like a completely normal person, just like calling Sherlock his nemesis. Yeah, he's talking like, like a fucking weirdo. Just, just speak just speaking extremely like a human being. I'm, <laughs> I'm the greatest friend he could ever have. A nemesis. Yeah, that's how I talk about my siblings. I refer to them as my friend, and by friend, I mean nemesis. I don't just go, yo, you know my brother? And then when it it comes to the actual, like, fucking central mystery of the episode, it's, like, a guy who is apparently, like, forcing people to commit suicide. And then, like, oh, the mysterious hook of, like, oh, how does he get them to do it? How does he make people commit suicide just by talking to them? No, actually, it's not just by talking to them. He points a gun at them and forces them to (laughs) eat poison. Like, that's... (laughs) That's not it. He's like, one's poison and one's not poison. This is why yeah. I wanted and, to and... recap this season because the mysteries are so fucking funny. Okay, but the setup for that is insane because Sherlock okay. is like, oh, the the killer has the the lady who got killed. His her phone is in the cab that the killer is in, and like, there's a point where like they're all at his apartment and they're like fucking around searching him or whatever, and like. Um, his landlady comes upstairs like, hey, there's a cab outside. And I'm immediately like, yeah, it's the dude who you guys are tracking. And then they're like on the computer being like, we've tracked the phone. It's outside of this apartment. And the lady is still like, hey, there's a cab outside. They're like, it's right here. It's asking, 221B. It's <laughs> asking for you. And Sherlock's like, I don't understand. What's going on? How could this, how could it be right God. outside? I don't know. What could be going on? And I'm just like, oh my God, it's right outside. And then the dude like, walks up the steps and just stands behind the landlady you're forgetting the even funnier and part i'm so sorry yeah he literally tells sherlock that he committed the yeah, murder because man's is too stupid and... to fucking get it the guy has to walk up to him and be like yeah i did it dumbass world's greatest Episode detective one. and then okay 
Okay, okay, okay. So he he has two bottles. One has poison in it. One the doesn't. Princess Bride. And then he's like, "Oh, I know. Oh, yeah, that's the fucking Princess Bride already did a parody of this scene because he's like, "Oh, I can. I definitely know that you'll you'll take the poison a hundred percent of the time because I'm just that good at reading people. I'm I'm so big brained that I can." Uh, understand the results of a of a of a fifty fifty choice just based on your 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 psychology, and it's like okay, so you're immune to the poison, or you already took an antidote. Like that's the that's that yeah, should have been the, the solution. Like, it's so no, it's a game of chance. I'm not just fucking keeps... doing this, and the guy is like, "It's not chance. I've just... survived four times," and I'm just he's like, "Yeah, all... idiot. yeah." He's it's, already just, dying. He doesn't care about long term the... effects. He can be micro dosing on this shit for like a year before he started doing this shit. Why? Why doesn't Sherlock it's, figure this out? It's just He's, choosing they solve the, this. Well, no, sorry. To be clear. Sherlock says he does figure it out, and the guy dies no. before Sherlock tells him. Yeah, no, he thinks he figured it out. It's not what we're no. outlining no. here. He just thinks it's a 50 50 shot. No. We don't know because John Watson shot the guy through the opposite building. So. Yeah, that's also very funny. That's episode yeah. one. <laughs> it, it, it. The, the 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 mystery has such an obvious solution and the show doesn't even yeah, go with sure. that like it instead it instead just decides to take the stupider non-solution of oh no he is just that big brained that he knows how to not <laughs> Sherlock eat fucking goes what why don't i just fucking leave and the guy is like well i got a gun and then Sherlock says that's not a real fucking gun and i'm just like okay why are we here then why are we doing this <laughs> I would like stakes God. to exist. Thank you. Anyways, that guy worked for Moriarty. That it's guy, so Sherlock, fucking tackles that guy <laughs> while he's bleeding on the ground and steps on his wound to cause him extreme agony while he's dying. By the way, and just goes, "Who told you how to do all yeah. this?" And the guy was like, "Moriarty," and then he dies. Pro torture show. I mean, oh, it is British. Okay, the the pro British in the. <laughs> Yeah, fucking episode one, uh, the stupid cop man is just like, Sherlock may not be, Sherlock is a great man, but hopefully one day he can be a good one. And mm. I'm just like, God, I want to fucking vomit. Mm. I'm going to barf. It's good. Poison. Anyways. I just. Sherlock Holmes is the worst just, person just like imaginable. The, just like the killer in episode one, I was also microdosing on poison. And by microdosing, I mean I was watching BBC Sherlock. <laughs> Can we talk about how also they're like, Martin's True. like, or sorry, John Watson is like, hey, this um this thing, the, the, the thing says that the phone's right here. What's going on? And then Sherlock leaves with the guy who has the phone. Yeah, and, and no one like, notices. There's all like, the police are at his house. None of them are like, hey dude, where the fuck are you going? No one notices and everyone is like, they're like, where'd he go? What, he got in a cab and left. And Mrs. Hudson's like, yeah, I don't know. He got in a cab. The cab showed up and was like, hey, your cab's here. And he just got up and went with them. I d That's also the part where, um, uh, Watson is just like the signal it's getting further away and it's just like oh my god oh my god are you guys good are you are, is there like, like asbestos in your fucking apartment are you guys good I would like to point out one thing even funnier so remember how we were talking about how like they couldn't figure out that like the cabbie was like here with the phone yeah he walks upstairs and looks fucking yeah, Sherlock right. in the mm -hmm. face and then Sherlock's like 
I have to go. Right, but before that, they have the restaurant scene, which is very explicit, uh, where uh, John Watson and Sherlock are sitting opposite each other, and uh, Watson is trying very hard to figure out if Sherlock is um, straight or gay or in a relationship. If he's, you know. And yeah, if he's, you know, mm-hmm. and Watson, and Sherlock's like, okay, uh, no offense, but I don't, you know, I don't do any of that. I don't. Uh, he says, I will have, you know. I'm married okay. to my work. I'm married to my work. And uh, Watson goes, oh, no, that's fine. That's fine. I'm I'm straight. And he says, good, great. And Watson's like, yeah, I'm straight. I'm just also Not that there's Not just that like there's you. anything wrong with that, you know? Yeah. And they're like, haha, it's very, I, I don't know. This scene means nothing if they're both straight. It's nothing at all. Um, yeah. Yeah, once again, the creators are <laughs> really yeah, like, testing the waters. But I did want to point it out because they go from this scene to I, a scene where they say, hey, that cabbie slowed down out there. Let's go chase it down. And then they chase it down and talk to, because they're waiting for like somebody who looks suspicious. They don't talk to the cab driver. They mm-hmm. talk to the passenger they just in the talk car. To the they don't even look at the driver. I'm like, why did you, what do you? Yeah, most mysteries have like a hardball detective What's that is like happening? most people would, the police would never think to actually question the cabbie because they'd never notice them. This is Sherlock! But Sherlock immediately is just like, oh, I only talked to the guy inside the cab, not the fucking cabbie. Like, Mans, are you good? He doesn't know that it's the cabbie until the cabbie shows up at his house to come take him away. And then he just says, I'm going to talk to you and then you're going to kill yourself. And Sherlock's like, well, damn, I got to see what's going on. Can we can we go back to the the poison scene for a second? Because like... Uh You know, throughout the entire episode, everyone's being been saying like, "Oh, there's you know, when your brain is that big, there's very little that 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 separates a world's greatest detective from an mm. actual criminal." You know, you know, when when you're that smart and so removed from oh, the rest the of humanity, like you. either you got to be solving the crimes or committing them, and it's like, okay, so we're kind of establishing Sherlock as like you know a character who is just like so socially like who is a self-described sociopath like does not care at all about people only cares about crimes and mysteries like okay that's Mm -hmm. a character like yeah and then and then you know the 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 cabbie the murderer you know is like set up as like a foil to that being like okay like you don't really care about people or emotions so like i know exactly how to manipulate you because we're the same person and it's like okay this like that's for as contrived and unrealistic as it is like this show knows how to like write melodrama it knows how to like write some like over the top anime yeah, that's mind game bullshit that's like so oh, like sherlock has finally are... met a match and it's this guy that's not episode one that yeah Duke gets and shot you know I, I yeah and i think like taken on its own that could be pr- that that could be pretty compelling it's just that every single plot decision is the stupidest mm-hmm. thing ever and it's like it's it's so fascinating because like again removed of context this would be pretty entertaining yeah you know, I like was, i was in the henry kissinger god um, if discord complaining about this show and i posited mm-hmm. this show wants to be death note so bad which sparked a low argument i need to um 
talk about what I mean by Damn. that. Damn. Death Note is a mystery show that commits to okay. its mystery, commits to its cat and mouse of, like, intellectuals, has that, like, melodrama of, like, just saying just the most off-the-wall shit, people having, like, the weirdest takes of being like, well, this guy would do this, so I have to do this, but what if he thinks I do this, so I must do this instead? Like, we all know, like, the fucking tennis scene. Like, mm-hmm. that is what I'm talking about, where it's just too, like... Tennis episode. Tennis episode, I'm so sorry. <laughs> too, like... Sherlock Holmes wishes he could eat potato chips, but it's made in yeah. in, 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 in Britain, so he could yeah, only so eat, ever eat a crisp. When I say it, it wants to be that, it wants to have that, like, melodrama, that, like, heady, wordy, like, back and forth, like, characters, like, spin, like, mad facts and, like, having, like, words sparring with each other. It is <laughs> so fucking dumb in the way that like death note is mm-hmm. but a death note can be because it's an anime about a dude who gets a like notebook that you write a name in and a person fucking dies mm-hmm. like it's not this is bbc yeah. sherlock i need you to give me a bit more than sherlock it doesn't realize that the cabbie might be the murderer when a the phone is coming from the cab the cab is sitting outside your house and that like I just I need you to maybe think about that a bit more think about your mysteries unless you're writing death note and then don't think about your mystery because the mystery is damn that dude got a notebook that kills people even that notebook has like a lot of rules that are yeah, played with and messed really... with in like fun interesting ways this show doesn't even go that far it's like interesting to have Sherlock be like oh I have to solve the puzzle but like then it doesn't make sense for him. Like, if you are really going to say, like, yeah, he's going to go all the way there with him and, like, go, like, see what the test is. There's no... It makes zero sense for him to then, like, realize the gun's a fake and be like, oh, that's how you did it. You trapped them here with a gun and made them take a pill. Like, I'm leaving. And the guy kept being like, it's chess. And he's just so easily baited, which is almost interesting. But it's so easily, like, so extremely easily that it, like, breaks the narrative. Because it's like, you, they don't want to make, it doesn't feel like he's easily baited in the sense that, like, he's getting caught up in the game and in his emotions. It feels like they want him to be so hyper logical that he has to solve the puzzle. And that's not, it doesn't work. I think it doesn't always connect and it doesn't keep it. It it feels lazier than it actually probably is in terms of like the writing, because it just, it really does feel like he's doing whatever the criminal wants him to do at any given time, because that's what he's supposed to do for the plot. Yeah. And it feels like, and this is, where I slightly respect the writers because it feels like the writers saw that in season one and instead of like making the writer better writing better they made this season finale of season two be Moriarty like rob three like maximum security like a like a bank of like museum and like a prison all at once Mm -hmm. and for it to be like Sherlock being like oh how did he do it like how did he oh how is he so able to do all this and then Moriarty at the end is just like dude I just paid all the people off to rob the places at the same time like you miss the obvious thing all the time and i'm like that could be interesting if the writing was better 
if like the writing was good and Sherlock was doing these complicated mm-hmm. mysteries and all the while like the audience saw the obvious like thing right in front of our faces and we were like oh Sherlock you're missing like the obvious and like Watson was there to be like Sherlock you're missing the obvious as like an audience stand in and then season two comes to a head and Moriarty's like dude yeah, I was able like, to play you like a fucking fiddle because you didn't think oh maybe he just paid the people yeah but no the show actually just has to be like no Sherlock is so fucking epic he he could never be wrong unless like no one would have see, seen it coming it's, it's impossible, impossible to, to assume see the obvious maybe thing, this actually. guy who is rich and has connections everywhere just paid three schlubs who work at like a desk to be like hey can you hit the open button at like this time like maybe when i text you hit open on the screen like i don't minecraft thought he had it minecraft thought there was really a fucking key that would just unlock things everyone just thinks whatever minecraft is an idiot holy shit but like they also tried to play me in season four they're they're like oh mycroft is actually like just as intelligent as sherlock and i'm just like no he's not he gets played all the time he's supposed to be more intelligent that's the whole he gets played all the time okay is there anything we want to talk about in season one i don't know do i remember season one i just this really is just this this whole entire series just seems like a case of like people trying to write characters much smarter than themselves. And yeah, that is true. So that's job of I it. just if we're done with season one, I would like to talk about Irene Adler for a little bit. Okay. Because I would like because to the beginning of season Please, two is Moriarty it. being like, "I'm going to kill you guys," and then he gets a phone call and he's like, "Really? I'm not allowed to." All right, and he leaves. And then it cuts to Irene Adler getting off the phone and being like, now we play my game. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Uh Uh-huh. And she's in lingerie. Yeah, she's doing sexy BDSM, ain't that scary on a woman. Mm. She's a dominatrix, isn't that alluring and scary? Oh, fuck, she's a dominatrix. She's gonna dominate Britain. That's the scariest kind of woman. A woman who wants to be in charge. A woman who's a sex worker and is stealing government secrets. (laughs) And fucking the British monarchy. That's the scariest kind. Someone no. help. What a scary woman. No, British royalty can't have a lesbian. Um, This episode is the most bullshit, dog shit episode of television in the entirety of anything. <laughs> we haven't gotten to season four yet. <laughs> That's true. We did not get to Let's the go. season finale yet. Um, Anyways. Yeah. Like Devin said, this starts out, they, uh, Mycroft, they were trapped in the swimming pool and then the swimming pool, uh, they're like yeah never mind uh i came back in to specifically kill you because i decided you couldn't live but then somebody told me that they had something i want so bye i'm calling off my snipers now um and then so that's that um sherlock spends most of this season being bored because they're really really trying to push this whole sherlock is a great man uh, but he's evil. So th- it's like he's so bored that he he might just go out and commit a murder. So somebody else better commit one real quick so that he can solve it. It's a very interesting, and by interesting I mean batshit um, line they try to drive with him. Like 
in some ways I do think it's interesting. Like you could tell this story. Yeah, once again, I have a weird respect for this show. But like, it's... <sighs> yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I think I think if it just like fully committed to like that premise and actually executed on it well, this would be like a fun, ridiculous show. I think it would be like, yeah, I think this could be like just like a batshit anime with like a with like an absurd premise and just like a fun character that is just like completely over the top and removed from reality but just a good fucking time if uh-huh. it weren't so terribly written once again and insulting on yeah, so like many interesting levels things happen. um so anyways he's bored <laughs> they're looking for shit to do um but he doesn't want what Mycroft has to do, which is something of like national security. So instead he's having Watson like go with a webcam to a murder scene. Um, and so there they, he goes there. It doesn't really matter. He gets picked up while he's in, Sherlock does, but he's in bed sheets and some bitches show up and they're like secret service guys. And he deduces from looking at their legs and telling, oh, you have three, you uh, take care of three small dogs. Um, I must be going to Buckingham Palace. Um, and they go there, and he's still in his bed sheets because he didn't want to put on clothes. And isn't it quirky Incredible. that they're in Buckingham Palace, uh, and he's he, he's not properly dressed. Can you believe it? Oh, no, he's naked. He's oh, naked in so the palace. Quirky. Um In front of the queen? Well, the queen in doesn't show up. It's some, some, some bitch named Harry. Um, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and some bitch named Harry comes down and says, "Hey, so we need you to recover, or we, we we're putting you on the case." And they go, "What's the case?" Uh, and they go, "There's this lady, and she's a dominatrix. It's scary. And she fucked somebody in the royal family who's young and a woman, um, and has pictures of both of them. But all she, but we." Uh, she doesn't want anything. She's just uh, telling us that she has them. She doesn't, you know, it's, it's, she's not blackmailing us yet, but she has them and we would like them recovered. So I guess the case is to go recover them. I guess they don't really even say they literally just like Sherlock is like, Oh, so you want me to stop her from blackmailing you? And they're like, Nope, she's not, she doesn't want anything. So that's that conversation. Watson says something about an ashtray and Sherlock steals one for him. And that's kind of cute. Um, but they go to Irene Adler's house. And Irene Adler is there with her uh, maid, girlfriend, live-in, somebody. It's yeah, not really the creators specified. of this show watched Basic Instinct and said that uh, cool murder lady had um, a like live-in lesbian who answered the door for her. Why don't we do it too? Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, she's getting ready, and so is Sherlock. He's also getting ready, and they're both very nervous to meet each other. It's so cute. Um, And Irene Adler is looking at her wide array of costumes, putting on uh, lipstick that is the color of blood while uh, Sherlock is getting punched in the face by John Watson. Um, And then he shows up there, and she comes in just fully naked and is like haha I've got you now because I'm naked and you don't know what to do with that um and that's I, the whole god damn it 
Yeah, he, he he it it literally goes into Sherlock vision, and he can't deduce anything about her because she's naked. Yeah, did you know that being completely naked makes you invulnerable? It's incredible. No one can deduce anything <laughs> about your person if you're yeah. naked. No one can see any, like, um... No mannerisms, no habits, no, like... He, like, fucking talks about people's, like, fingernails or, like, their eyes or, like, their, like... The makeup she chooses. He talks about that all the time, but when she's naked, he's like, she has no clothes. I can't see if she has cat hair or not. Fuck. Fuck. Um, yeah. Uh World's greatest. And yeah, she says some shit like, you know, like, oh, your costume tells me that you believe in a higher power, which is yourself. Um, What? Because he's dressed as a priest. What? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, And um, then... Oh no, some bitches show up and they want in, in Irene Adler's safe because Irene Adler's got some top duty information. Uh, and surprise, the combination to the safe is her measurements. So turns out Sherlock is attracted to women. Good, good, good thing. It's a good thing that we all know that. Yeah, because the whole time he's like, I don't know the combination. She's like, I already gave you the combination. He's like, no, we never mention it in our conversations. And she's like, no, think. I already gave you the combination. Yeah, she's and it's like, supposed just to be, think oh, about when he it. looked at her, he took down her measurements. In yeah, she's like, you know, haha, if you, if you knew where to look, you would already know. And then these guys come in and they're like, well, she said that you have the combination. And we can't get her to put it in because she uh, also has a secret backup combination that calls the police on us. So you guys are going to have to open the safe and they're threatening John Watson. So of course, Sherlock is getting very emotional and being like, don't, don't, don't hurt my baby. That's my boyfriend. I don't want you to touch him. Um, God, it's God. We're really gonna fucking, I mean, I feel like this is the entire, gonna be the, the entire thesis of the episode, but like, it's so funny that they just, that they just incessantly need to confirm that Sherlock is heterosexual, despite that being literally the least interesting and worst possible, like, uh, yeah, just, 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 it's just the worst option. It's just the worst, least interesting thing he could be. Like, if you were gay, great. Homo tension with, with John Watson. Like, if you were asexual, like... Cool, that that has its own, like, you know, interesting tension and drama that comes with it. Like, if he's straight and doesn't <laughs> fuck, that's, that's incredibly nothing because all nothing. it implies is that he's so, like, which is the opposite of what Stephen Moffat that he's said. just like, I may be attracted to women, but I also despise them on such a fundamental level that I care about my work more. I view them as, like, just animals literally like insanely like him talking to molly all the time is just literally like hey you're trash i hate your lipstick you look ugly oh i need you to do something for me oh your eyes look nice today did you do something with your hair it's pretty anyways can you give up your night for me um again it's like what if the writer hated women so much that he he only knew how to write like uh, 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 homoerotic uh, interactions between men, but this is just like 
on 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 such a blatant fucking yeah, level. Yeah, but like it's when it happens unhinged. in Naruto, it feels like it happens because the writer like truly doesn't know what they're doing. You know, like it's yeah. like I don't know how to write this women. This time it's on yeah, purpose. I don't know how to write women so much that it comes off of homoerotic and it was completely unintentional. This is they knew exactly what they're doing and they were like, we refuse to change or learn or grow. Yeah. So because in fact, exactly. fuck you for asking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this episode goes on. She whips him a bunch um and he's drugged so that she can get away uh gives him she takes his phone because she stole his coat because she wasn't dressed and it was making watson uncomfortable um she set her it was giving him a boner and he didn't like it yeah 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 um um so because he's straight uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Cause he he knows where to look. But does what does Sherlock know where to look? Oh, he does. Cause he did the safe, uh, which is set to her measurements. Um. Anyways, um, they. She drops his phone back off, and it's her text tone is set to her moaning, which mm. is cute. Um. Mm-hmm. So like, there's like several scenes over what like there's kind of a time jump. They do a Christmas and all that. Um. And like he just keeps getting these texts that just like it just does like a nice little sex moan and uh everyone's like like mrs mrs hudson's like oh mrs hudson is another woman that gets disrespected like joke is like them being like hey can you make tea for me and she's like i'm literally not your housekeeper i'm your landlord i do enjoy how um it wasn't even like on the misogyny of it um it wasn't even watson being like no mrs hudson i would never force you to make tea for me it's mm-hmm. it's literally like he's just like episode one uh sitting down in an apartment that he hasn't even signed on a lease on yet and just being like go get me some tea thanks and she's like i'm not your housekeeper and literally he's just like two cups of sugar with it and i'm just like oh my god yeah both you're not watson, even like you don't even live here yet and you're merely just like made both watson and sherlock have decided that their landlady is their housekeeper and that's fun which um, you know in a you, better do show you, do you ever do you ever just meet a woman for the first time in her own house and tell her to make you <laughs> a sandwich that's like yeah the yeah 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 on. literally like insane i'm um, at a convergence in two wolves inside me where a part of me is like why are you so misogynistic to this lady in her own house another part of me is she is a landlord that is true and if i could tell my <laughs> landlords to literally cook true. me dinner i would do that mm-hmm that is true. She is a landlady. Anyways, so, um, goddamn. Irene Adler. They're at the Christmas thing. Uh, he gets to be misogynistic to Molly Hooper again because she shows up in, like, a very, uh, goddamn. They make fun of her so much. Um. Yeah, she's woman. Yeah, so she's got, like, lipstick that matches the present she brought and it's wrapped for Sherlock and he doesn't see that it's for him and he's like, oh, Molly's gonna get some tonight. Look, her lipstick matches her present and she didn't wrap any of the other ones very well, but this one's really nicely wrapped. So she's gonna get some after she gets out of here and then opens it and looks at it that it's him and she's like, you are, like, literally the worst and he's like, I'm sorry. For once, he does say sorry. That's his growth, I guess. I don't... Yeah, but it's not really. It doesn't fucking matter. Because right back to it um through this we're still getting the horny text tones and watson has a girlfriend which uh last season he had a girlfriend for two episodes reminder they're three episodes a season so she was there for two-thirds of the last season and then here in episode one of season two we are revealed that he has had four girlfriends since then and she is like she's the fourth 
with the running bit that they keep breaking up with him because he's obsessed with Sherlock and only talks about Sherlock and knows his every detail and uh, calls to him when they he calls every single time. But he always, like, makes excuses why he can't hang out with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, actually, this only confirms that he's more heterosexual. He's hanging out with the mates. Look at, look how, at how many, many girlfriends. girlfriends he has. He's yeah. hanging out with the mates. That's the most heterosexual thing you can do is always be there for your homies. Yeah, it's not gay to say bros before hoes. Yeah. Is... That's actually the straightest thing you can do. Uh-huh. Back. <laughs> exactly. Um, but all of the women specifically do point it's out actually, to him it's these that women's uh, he's gay for him. Actually, it's these women's fault. Yeah, actually, it's these women's fault for disrespecting the They it don't understand the guy code at all. These, they didn't watch guy code. Yeah, these uh, dumb sluts who expect their boyfriend to pay attention to them. Um, yeah, so Christmas isn't going well. Um, I think at the end of this, he's so he's been getting all these texts, but tonight is the night that uh, Irene Adler dies quote unquote she like sends him a message and or she she sends him the phone like literally sends him like the phone that she has all of her info on this is like the big thing that was in the safe and all that um so he sends it to her so he's like oh she's she's gonna die and then uh lo and behold they go to a like they go confirm that it's her body molly hooper's there to see sherlock look at not her face quote unquote and recognize her and say, yep, that's Irene Adler. She's dead. That's definitely her. Um, he's sad. He plays some violin stuff. Then she comes back and um, gets some information off of him. And the information is that they are going to, like the British government, that thing that Mycroft wanted him to help him with at the beginning of this episode, but it was too boring, was that um, they're going to send a craft full of dead people up in the air so that they don't have to tell anybody that uh, they there's a leak in the terrorist bomb cells. It's all boring. This is the mystery. That's why yeah, I'm saying like, the plot that, doesn't matter. The mystery is that there's like terrorists going to do a bombing, so what the British government is going to do is they're going to make a fake plane that this terrorist will sneak a bomb onto, and then the bomb plane will be filled with dead people, right? So they can blow up the plane and kill nobody. Yeah, they're like, oh man, you you bombed this plane, but nobody has to die, and they don't have to reveal that there's a t- like a leak in the information. But yeah, and then they can be like, since this bomb was blo- this plane was blown up, we can invade your country now. Thank you. But they can't do it. They can't do the the. They can't they can't beat the terrorists today because Sherlock Holmes gave Irene Adler information because he was just so horny for her. Um, and he's confused for like the whole rest of the episode until finally he goes, wait, remember when I read your pulse, Irene Adler, that one time you're in love with me. And, uh, so now I know how to get into your phone and he types in. So the phone the whole time has been like the passcode. He hasn't been able to break into her phone. It says, I am four digits locked. He types in S H E R because he's like, damn, this girl, she's got it so hot for me. She is down so She's down so bad. Down Irene horrendous. Adler, you one, dumb 
bitch you got sentimental and that's the worst crime on the planet and you made your passcode i am sherlock and again, now but... your criminal mastermind plot that you've been cooking up is not going to work because you fell in love with me sherlock holmes the biggest asshole once on again the, planet. the only mystery that this show has any investment is is the case of whether or not sherlock is epic and i once again <laughs> <laughs> once again the show is saying yes he is epic I think we solved it. He is epic. Uh-huh. He solved it. He solved it. Her her passcode is I am Sherlock. So can we talk about the ending of season four? <laughs> I've been on tender hooks. Uh, I would like to just point out that the epi- this episode really does end with Mycroft. Like, Watson is like, no, he hates her. Uh, she's the woman he doesn't even call her by name and mycroft's like well is that hate or is that a mark of respect to the one woman who matters uh and the episode ends with sherlock going the one woman yeah uh-huh. we, we also this episode features we love how like <laughs> we love how this show is so deeply invested in his head in its heterosexual relationships which are all terrible and toxic and but but uh-huh. also it is it has to be like extremely no homo. No, these two men who d- clearly are deeply in love with each other, they're just friends. Like god. Oh, that's the entire bit of season 3. Maybe this show like, just hates Sherlock. functioning relationships. Maybe it's not like specifically homophobic. Yeah. It just it just it just it just it just hates it when two people don't hate each other. It does seem to be like that, honestly. It the entire bit of season three is like Watson getting married and Sherlock being like, "What you're gonna you're gonna date a girl over me? You, what you like her more than me? Me? You like me? me? You like her more than me? Me? There's like an entire bit where like after Watson thinks he's dead, he's like on a date with his like soon to be wife and he's like thinking about proposing and Sherlock's like, "Watch this! I'm gonna I'm gonna go in in a nice suit to this fancy restaurant." And I'm going to put on a fake little mustache and I'm going to steal some wine and uh, dick around for a while and then show up to their table and be like, what will you be having? Thinking that Watson will look at me and be like, my husband, you're You're back. back. Oh my God, my best friend in a hetero way. And uh, Watson the whole time is thinking about his, thinking about his girl. He's super concerned about this proposal and Sherlock gets so fucking offended by this. He is incensed. He Mm -hmm. is just like, hey man, Hey, fucking look at me. What the shit? And um, it all culminates with Watson being super pissed that Sherlock is alive. But his Molly, she fucking loves this shit. She's like, oh, that's the guy you never fucking stop talking about. Oh, I love this. I love that my two wonderful guys. Are I love that you've been gaslighting. I love that Sorry, you've been Mary. gaslighting my husband for the past two years. That's so poggers. Oh my god, I love that my wonderful guys are back. That's right. She's like, oh, it's so cool that you're alive. And Watson's like, he's been dead for like a long time, and that really hurt me. And Sherlock's like, yeah, but I'm back now, and that's cool. And Mary, because she's a secret agent, is like, oh no, it's totally cool. I'm glad he's back. That's fine totally normal anyways the ending of season four Uh, no 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 no. i'm sorry i'm so sorry there is one scene the reason that i wanted to talk about the iron fucking adler episode in the goddamn first place is the scene where watson and irene adler have a conversation in which watson says you've been texting my man a whole lot what the hell is wrong with you 
And she says, yeah, he is your man, isn't he? And Watson says, no, actually, I'm straight. And Irene Adler says, well, I'm not. I'm gay, uh, but I'm in love with him, and so are you. So I don't... Yeah, that thing didn't ever come up again. I forgot that she was like, well, I'm a lesbian, and then it just never pops up again. Yeah, she's a lesbian who's in love with Sherlock Holmes. Was the whole thing with that just so that the episode could be like, but Sherlock is the one that made her Sherlock is the one that made her try dick again. I don't think they fucked. Although it's hard to say because Sorry, he, he did rescue the one that made he did her, rescue her from a fucking terrorist cell. I don't yeah, know why the they episode, were interested in her, but yeah, Sherlock um, was able to disguise disguise himself as the only white man in this. <laughs> Yeah, and do like vaguely, a ritual execution. Vaguely, vaguely Middle Eastern terrorist cell. He's epic though. Sherlock, the famous guy who looks at all in any way uh, Arab, in any way. Benedict Cumberbatch. Sorry, but that scene was so funny because they're letting her send one last text before they chop her head off. Yeah, why? <laughs> she texts Sherlock and the phone goes off and it does the moan and then he has to kill everybody. God. Yeah, no one in the room is like, hey man, what the fuck? <laughs> he brought his phone and put it, didn't put it on silent. And shows so bad. Anyways, it's so bad. Um, the rest of this, the rest of this season is basically... Uh, Moriarty and Sherlock being homoerotic for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, Mycroft um, makes everyone think that Sherlock is a phony and a fraud, oh. and then makes him jump off a building did, famously. Did we also Moriarty. say that 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 Moriarty oh, yeah. also had to do a no homo in the in the season one finale? It was like, haha! Actually, I was pretending to be gay. Oh yeah, he walks in and he's like, you. I, I I got you. I tricked you into thinking I was a dirty homo. Yeah, I tricked <laughs> yeah. you into thinking I was a dirty gay. And then the whole rest of the show, anytime you see him, it's playing either Queen or classical music, and he's like really vamping to it. And then anytime yeah, the he only and good Sherlock, part about the show. He, anytime he and Sherlock are face to face, they're like, oh, we have a special something. Like over the like, it's villain like rival talk but without the like like they they, wish they were light and l so much it's like not because it's like they're they like jump it so much it's like not even things that normal like villains would like it's not things that rivals would say to each other it's things that you would write in a fan fiction rivals saying to each other that's the only way i can describe it like they're literally like honey, I'm home, or, like, you know, like, just shit like that. Like, he's like, oh, I thought we had a special something when they're testifying against each other. Like, I know, Mondo, kind of class. Mondo queerbaiting shit. Like, but, like, it just completely jumps the gun of them being rivals. It's just, like, they're exes. Like, completely. Yeah, by how the show works, Moriarty shows up for maybe, like, I don't know, 20 minutes of the entire show. Mm-hmm. Um, and the show is constantly like Sherlock being like, this is my only rival. I've had so many runs, run-ins with him. Every time we clash, it is incredible. Like, I am thinking about him all the time. I'm like, man, are you sure? I you met in a swimming pool. You met in a swimming pool once. Have you met other than that? Because I every guess time so- something pops up, they're like, oh, it's fucking Moriarty again. And I'm just like, uh, is it? So but he's the once. chess master pulling the strings behind everything. He's the oh, one who so gave the who, he's the man who gave the cabbie the funny poison. 
Yeah. Right? So this brings me to season four. So Sherlock learns that he has a funny sister who's been kept in a super facility for most of her natural life. Sorry, uh, real quick. I'm so sorry. I just do want to say that Mycroft, uh, at the end of, <laughs> I'm so sorry, Moriarty, the, it, um, he kills himself so that Sherlock has to jump off the roof. Uh, uh, Watson grieves at his grave in a scene that actually made me very emotional when I was a teenager. It didn't have that effect anymore, but only because I've seen the rest of the show. Um, (laughs) Honestly, honestly, I will say real quick that Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman did do some excellent acting in the first couple seasons of this show. I think that's one of the only few things I can say about it that's good. Uh, I think that kind of uh, peters out by the finale, I'd say, but um, uh, that that scene was kind of good. Moriarty is dead. The end of season three is, as we talked about earlier, the scene where um, he shoots the guy. Yeah, he funny. shoots the guy in the head. This is his other arch nemesis, uh, the much cooler guy. I mean, I, I kind of do like Moriarty, but the guy who's like, um, actually, I have, he pisses on Sherlock's floor, threatens Watson's wife, and then they go to find him and get his, like, files or whatever, and he's like, oh, no, I just have a mind palace. It's all up in here. And Sherlock's like, oh, cool, and shoots him in the head. So Sherlock is getting banned from the country. Like, yeah, gone. We're kicking him out of Britain. Instead of, like, arrested. or He takes tried. off. He takes off. The TVs go off. Moriarty's back. He lands. Moriarty's back. It's fine. And then now you can take us into that fucking season because Moriarty's still dead, y'all. They really brought him back as a season three finale to be like, he's back. Yeah, he's on the TV. It's playing, he's did back. you miss me? And then, like, so season four has this, like, big thing hanging over there that every mystery that happens, Sherlock is like, oh, fuck, is this Moriarty? So season four happens. It's the end of season four. He finds out his long-lost sister that he didn't know he existed is alive. Um, she's trying to kill him. They go to the super facility that she's kept in. And it turns out she gets like, she's so smart that she's been helping Mycroft and the government solve like super crimes for the last like 10 years. And she's like, she only asks for one present each time. And sometimes it's a violin or sometimes it's like a stupid little knickknack. And then five years ago, she asked and we gave her 15 minutes unsupervised, unrecorded alone time with Moriarty. That's right. So the whole thing is that she apparently has all this dirt on Sherlock and knows how to manipulate him because she just spent 15 minutes like just just picking Moriarty's brain and Moriarty fucking loved it. And she says in the episode, which is so funny because she's just like, yeah, Sherlock. I got to talk to Moriarty and he knew that he would most likely kill himself to stop you from solving one of his mysteries. And as one final, uh, one final fuck you, he sent me. And I'm just like, wait, so this man knew that to get Sherlock not to mind palace him, he would just fucking shoot himself in the head. And he's like, oh, it's going to fucking suck in about five years when your sister decides to break out of jail for no reason. God. Anyways, I... the end of that episode is Sherlock has had this whole thing where he's sad about his dog dying because his sister killed his dog. But it yep. turns out it wasn't a dog. It turns out it was Sherlock's long-lost little brother that we also didn't know about until that episode. But he had trauma- was so traumatized by it 
that he remade his brother into a dog. And so she, because she's so smart and she can't deal with people, um, has been sicko and twisted, but also has been crying for help trying to get Sherlock to solve the mystery. And the mystery is, I need help. I'm a sicko. You need to solve this case and get me help. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to murder our brother and then sing a funny little song that if you rearrange the words, it'll say, please help me. I'm a sicko. And the whole point of this episode is that we think this little girl is on a plane that's about to crash into like a city. But then he's like, no, the plane was just a metaphor for you being so intellectually high up and everyone being asleep around you was a metaphor for you not being able to connect with anybody because they're all on the ground beneath you. But I'm here for you. Now you gotta tell me where the fuck you put my best friend who's dying in a fucking pool right now. I'm just nodding my head at this point. This is all just washing over me. None of these words mean anything. It was an incredible episode. That's the one where she was like, hey, I put a bunch of bombs in Molly's house. And if you don't get her to say, I love you, without letting her know that she's going to die or letting her know something bad's happening, um, she's going to explode. So Sherlock basically has to like emotionally manipulate her. And it culminates in her being like, I only say it if you say it because you've been so cruel to me this whole time and he like tearfully has to go i love you and then she goes i love you too and then he immediately hangs up the phone and is like got it got it turn off the clock stop the clock great <laughs> and his sister is just like well great i didn't actually put bombs in her house idiot why would i do that <laughs> i just wanted to get you to do that why? I don't know. There's also a thing a where like she knocks them out show. because the next part is that she has to he has to either kill like Minecraft Mycroft or um uh Watson and he can't choose who. He and Watson's like, "No, you got to shoot me, bro. You really just got to shoot me." And he's like, "No, I'll shoot myself." And so she knocks all of them out and then like makes him wake up in a childhood home. But Minecraft just isn't around at that point. She just put him somewhere else and at the end of the episode the police are like Oh, yeah, we just found him somewhere else. He's recovering in the hospital right now. We found him somewhere what else. What does your brain have to be like to write this shit? <laughs> we found like, him somewhere else. The amount of being, like, later in the episode being like, yeah, we couldn't be bothered to write, like, a coherent plot. So we're just going to say, yeah, we found him somewhere else. <sighs> I'm, I'm so tired. Anyways, we have to rank these guys. Let's... Let's fucking okay. do it. Let's fucking do it. I feel like we can I, I feel like we can speedrun this. I feel like I feel like we can get the uh the 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 no homo out of the way oh, this just is, right away. It's yeah, a this six is out a, of five. This, breaking the scale array, this is a six out of five. This is repeatedly <laughs> being like characters looking at each other, having chemistry, and being like, Yeah, but we ain't gay though. Yeah, like just only... so we can like just to remind just you guys taking... we're not gay though. Like we we're bros. It is not only taking every 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 possible opportunity to reassert its heterosexuality. It is making its own new opportunities uh, uh, of of characters being perceived as gay simply so that it they is can the fucking no homo. It is going it is going the extra mile. It is at the fucking image turn. of the dude like riding a bike and then putting a stick in the front wheel and then immediately crashing the bike. That is what is happening. They're just like riding their bike, being like, "I ain't gay though." Putting the stick that says, 
gay romance scene in which the characters say I'm not gay into this wheel and them being like, I fucking said I'm not gay. There's four. <laughs> so, okay. There's one gay couple in this. There's one gay couple. It is the couple when mm-hmm. they go to the Hounds of Baskerville episode. They go to like a little inn that is owned by two gay people. And the joke there is that they are assuming that Watson and Sherlock are a couple and they are really, really sure about it. Um, so that's that's what that's there for. There is one other gay person, and it is Irene Adler, and she is there to be a lesbian who is attracted to exactly one man, and it is Sherlock Holmes. It is a lesbian who meets the one guy that'll make her like dick again. Yeah, yeah, God. basically. God, boy, I'm really really split over how to rank the no hetero because I wanna... like. Because, like, Sherlock and Watson in, like, I don't know, the the, the chemistry is there. I think we can all agree on it. But this show is just so fucking homophobic. I'm just like, can we even count it? And this might be controversial. I want to put it as a two or a three because they have chemistry in the sense (laughs) that they're, like, two actors who are, like, vibing off each other. They have, like, great acting chemistry and the lines between them are snappy and normally fun if not normally it's just Sherlock being like a huge asshole to Watson but like there and there's the general genuine like whatever happened to strong male friendship so they overcompensate and make it really seem like Watson and Sherlock are like I love you brother I would I have never stopped loving you brother we have always been together I there are two people I love most in the world it is my wife my straight male wife and um Sherlock Holmes and I, I love him so much. I love him as much as my wife. And it's characters being like, yeah, yeah, no, Sherlock, Watson loves you as much as he loves me, his wife. Maybe, if not more. And I'm just like, okay, so you guys are you guys are doing that. But also, it is a show about trying to destroy the idea of, of being, of like having a boyfriend in any way. It is a show dedicated to the idea that bi people can't exist? Um... Yeah, also that, like, God, now I'm really twisting myself in knots over, like, what we give the no-romo, because, like... Oh, I'm I feel, doing it as a solid zero. I, I feel like the oh, friendship think... would work so much better if it weren't so, like... <sighs> so almost romantic? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm giving yeah. it as a solid like... zero, and that's only because, A, I think um, uh, the show is just so unromantic like it has that chemistry it has that like snappy dialogue but i watch this show and i'm like none of you should ever interact with another human yeah. let alone, like become like romantically entangled yeah. with them. this like, show is like fucking all... telling us so much that these characters have an incredible friendship and like in theory that's the shit that i want to see and again the chemistry there, but it is so goddamn insistent on itself. Like, it is. It yeah, is so self-congratulatory ne- about how good this friendship is. Like, I, I they can't I wanna, have a conversation yeah. without either one of them being like, either Watson calling Sherlock a dick, or them being like, "You're my only friend ever." Basically, like, like, basically, like, ninety percent of the wedding episode, from what I remember. Again, I was a nice mm-hmm. episode. Uh huh. It's basically Where just like them this... sucking each other's dicks, but platonically, like, <laughs> like yeah. 
I I want to put this this is going to be surprisingly similar to our Sasunaro episode but I feel like in much different ways uh-huh. I want to put this as like a one but in the sense uh-huh. that I like never I don't want these people to ever have a relationship with each other Yeah, I, I almost want to go the I opposite way I barely want them to like interact maybe I'm just being a hater which I'm proud to admit that <laughs> I almost want to go the opposite way and put it at a whole five. And that might seem controversial, but I think that every time two characters are in a room with each other, the assumption is there that they are attracted to each other and that, like, one of them is, like, not admitting it or something. Like, it's Molly and Sherlock. Whenever they're in a room, Molly's into Sherlock. Whenever Sherlock is in a room with Watson, like, the subtext of romance is literally constantly always, Mm. always there in the entire show. So I I guess I don't know if that's a five or a one on the no Romo scale, but I think romance is a weirdly high level theme of the show. Like it it doesn't need to be. Why is this a romance? Why is this a rom-com instead of a mystery show is my question, but that's really what it is. Does Stephen, okay, here's the fucking question that raises for me. Does Stephen Moffat know what a platonic friendship is? I don't think so. I have no I don't fucking think clue. So. I think we have I to feel go like, to one. Once again, I feel like he went out with Matt Gates one night and people assumed they were a couple. His name is they, Mark Gates. Mark Gates. What the fuck? <laughs> you ever? called him Matt Gates like five times. I don't give a shit. I don't know these people. <laughs> No, I love it. I love Matt Gates. Sorry. Stephen Moffat and Matt Gates went out. Sorry. <laughs> Call me homophobic. <laughs> uh-huh. I feel like they went out for drinks one night to discuss like maybe the like prepubescent version of this show. Yeah, and, and Stephen like, Moffat was really so mad we- because um Mark Gates kept getting hit on and him being like, "No, I'm actually here with my friend Stephen Moffat." And then the people who were hitting on him were like, Oh, well, you two were a cute couple. And Stephen Moffat's like, God damn it. I'm a heterosexual man. Mad. And I feel like since then, he just tried to reinforce it. And then he released this show where people were like, Oh, where they had these scenes where they're like, Oh, well, by the way, it's fine if you're gay, but I just let you know I'm straight. But, you know, yeah. It'd be fine if you are. And people online were like, Oh, so they're, they are gay and they're going to get together and this is going to be a big journey of self-discovery. And he got mad all over again. This is just a story of him releasing an episode trying to defeat the gay allegations. People being like, this is trying so hard to defeat the gay allegations that it must be gay. And him getting so pissed that he's like, I got to defeat these gay allegations again. Yeah, and once once again, I also want to I, I also want to talk about like what Stephen Moffat said about like... Uh, an asexual read of Sherlock. Mm. He said that that would be the boring option, and that it's like it's you... much more interesting if 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 he is straight but doesn't fuck, which I which I contend is stupid. Like, yeah, if the ase- there are so many, there are so many asexual readings of Sherlock. Like, I know, I know, just from like being an asexual com- person and interacting with like asexual communities online. Like, yeah, that's a real popular headcanon, and like I think for good reason because like. You know, because of how much this show, like, does talk about platonic friendship. And, like, in theory, that's the shit I should love. But also, like, it, it, I feel it, 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 it gets so close to that. But also has to be, like, it also fucking hates queer people. And is, like, trying to, trying to, 
I guess, like, emulate these, you know, these dynamics, like, you know, both the homoromantic tension and also, like, the fucking, you know, almost, like, queer platonic, you know, uh, uh, male friendship. Mm -hmm. But then it's, like... But also it is just so, like, outright goddamn disrespectful to, like, you know, the communities who would, like, most resonate with this. It's, like... Yeah. It 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 just just leaves such a bad taste in my really, mouth. Really, everything like, about this because that is extremely. It would be incre. It would be incredible if it weren't like thoroughly through and through homophobic. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, because like you know, if they had just put together something and then like stayed out of shit, that would have been one thing. Yeah, you can't get ahead of mm -hmm. posts. It Every... is a fool's game to try to get ahead of posts. Yeah, that's part of it. I feel like every. So much of this, again, we talked about this show being like sort of um, combative with the source material. Um, there's a, like a specific scene where John Watson is like looking at a newspaper and it's calling him a confirmed bachelor living with Sherlock Holmes. And he's like pointing at the word confirmed bachelor and being like, what the fuck does that mean? And I'm like, that's in the text. That is the original text of Sherlock Holmes that you are adapting for this modern day and you are being so goddamn homophobic about it. There is no reason to go above and beyond in that way to do that. And it's with that and it's with... Um... God, there was another thing that I was going to go off of there. But I mean, really, it's just... It's antagonistic to that stuff, to um, like the, you know, like gay people, asexuals, aromantics, all of that. There's also a huge bit with the ableism of it where like, I don't know about Stephen Moffat, but Benedict Cumberbatch did fully, like he came out and like people were asking him like, you know, you play him very like autistic, like, you know, like the, a lot of the mannerisms that he has and the way that he talks about things seem very autistic. And he said he wouldn't want people to think that because it wouldn't, he wouldn't want to give autistic people hope in the way that he played the character. And it's like, it's, it's batshit. The like, again, level of contempt that everything that the creators, the actors, a lot of what it seems like, what it seems like they're really pulling from, like it could be really rich and cool if they were actively pulling from all of these things and like taking them all and like writing a cool story about them. But it's like everything that people read into it other than the text, if there's any subtext at all, the writers will like attack it. Like the beginning of season three, when they were, they made a whole episode the beginning of season three to like shit on people who were uh, having fun who were writing theories about what happened in the mystery show that they were watching like making theories about what yeah. could have happened why sherlock was still alive after he jumped off of a roof and we saw his bloody head and then he's standing alive at the end that's a thing that keeps you coming that's something that you want to see in a mystery and you want to know the answer and then for them to come back in season three and be outwardly antagonistic and be like, fuck you for like asking, fuck you for thinking about this mystery, fuck you for like trying to come up with interesting solutions to what you're seeing. And I think, yeah, I think that comes through with the mystery genre in general and with the um, autistic and uh, Asperger's asexual, aromantic, homosexual, all of these communities that they're pulling from and all of these genres, all of these tropes, and they are like actively antagonistic to them after using them 
in their art and it's just it's an experience to watch this show honestly like yeah, we've gone yeah, off like, we've really God, gone I... off and gone off the rails on this episode i i picked this because i knew I it would make me mad i didn't know how didn't. mad it would make me in this year 2022 <laughs> and goddamn, it's it's a bad piece of television <laughs> Yeah, God, like the 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 fucking neurodivergent representation, it is its own j- massive fucking can of worms, which we cannot get into. Like, oh yeah, no, that was into the podcast, but <laughs> suffice it to say, it's fucking bad. My point is really just that I, I again, I think I, I, there's just a level of antagonism towards the audience from the whole show, and I think that that really comes through in the queer baiting, yeah. like really a lot. <laughs> So our yeah. rating. So, what is what is our what is our what is our no hetero rating? We've got we've got a six for no homo and one for no romo, I believe. Do we want to <laughs> give it? I I floated two or three. What are you guys thinking? Yeah, I, yeah. Do we do we do we maybe even give it a one just for like the fucking level of homophobia on My, on display uh, number- here? when we talked about our scale for the first time we decided that no hetero was fridging and so yeah. i think for what they did oh, but to... they fridged the wives like three times exactly exactly they fridged like irene fridged... adler doesn't come back after she survives but she never reappears in the show yeah they fridged mary they narratively fridged irene adler they you know molly gets fridged by virtue of her having yeah. to take care of watson's child yeah, Watson's child was kind of fridged too. How about the sister? Does she make it to the end? She's kind of retroactively fridged in that oh, Sherlock was to supposed the... to have PTSD so bad that he rewrote not only his sister out of his mind, yeah. but his brother into his dog. I didn't know that part. Oh yeah, it's incredibly funny. I He's like, think back. That's wild. There was no red beard. You guys were playing pirates on the beach. And you guys didn't include me in your game of pirates, God. so I fucking killed him. Because I wanted to hang out with you instead. Middle child only girl yeah. syndrome. Sorry, yeah, I think know she what? was right May- to do it. <laughs> maybe like three. I want to put it maybe, out a three. Maybe like a three, because I think we can concede that like this show hates it's- straight people. Maybe maybe about yeah, 60% it, this show is hostile, as much as and I think it's people. like a hostile. We give three to no hetero a lot, but I think no hetero is this fun thing where like the shows it applies to are both. It feels both hostile to hetero people in the sense that it hates women so much that it can't conceive of them women. being like people with like yeah. concerns or wants or like desires, and also. They're so afraid with it just going the other direction being gay that they're like, no, no, we're not. Here's a woman. Here's a woman. Stop asking me. She was there once. Now she's dead. Stop asking. I think we should go with a one. I think the Martin's rotation. God. Sorry, I keep calling him Martin because that's the actor's name. Yeah, that's so mean to TNA. <laughs> I know. He's. The, I mean, he, I. Uh-huh, yeah. It is the, the, the trope. He is the character. Um, but... Jesus. Um, I think we should go six no homo, one no hetero, and one no romo because. Can we meet in the middle and give it a two? Because I just. The. Tr- 
The trying so hard, like the chemistry between the two characters, the fact that the show goes out of its way multiple times to say, "I love you so much. You're my favorite person. I love you more than my wife." Um, so it can set up the like, but I'm straight though. I think is just it's doing a lot. It's (laughs) it's trying to be like these guys are romantically involved, but also they're not. Stop fucking asking. Yeah extremely like wanting to have it both ways God, we once okay once again this gives us another 9 out of 15 I'm sensing mm, a pattern I, like, this is I'm so glad we did these three in a specific row because <laughs> Nardo is the master class of I don't know how to write women so I'm gonna put all my romantic ten- tension and chemistry on two men so it turns out gay that way but it's completely unintentional uh huh <laughs> Mouse Guard is this is just good writing and we are hunting and pecking for like the like queer baiting because the writing wasn't even trying that and we're just like but it would be nice if these two characters were together yeah they just had a messy breakup and that's fun yeah. to read about yeah this one is exactly. the like I also like it's killing women but also like that's just because it's a genuine tragedy yeah it's not killing women it in the sense them. that it's like killing everybody you know yeah like it's yeah, like the exactly. like, people you care most about will constantly leave you and hurt you like mm-hmm. good writing mm-hmm. um yeah it's yeah this is a story about just like breaking the fuck out of yeah, Kalanaw so we we, we yeah we just slamming up against women. a rock like those um, women had agencies yeah. it felt like in their lives and their deaths a hell of a lot more than any of the characters in Sherlock any of the women characters in Sherlock did this exactly, presents us yeah. with the fun question of can we rate something in which knows it's going to contain queer bait and is actively malicious for it? That's the thing. This one is like... Because this one is like, it hates women, but it hates gay people. It feels even more. And it is actively malicious against the idea of anyone reading any homoerotic subtext into it. So the rankings are so fucking skewed that, like, it just loops right back around to being, like, Sasanaro, being, like, <laughs> um, Mouse Guard, and that we're like, this is fucking hard to rate. And, you know, I think it's great that yeah. we cut our teeth on these three the first time, mm-hmm. because... After this, yeah. After after this, I'm certain that everything else will be completely easy. That's to right. Rate. After this, I feel like we will. Our brains are the size of fucking planets at this point. We are. Yeah. <laughs> we are mastering this system that we have come up with to rate. We're gonna go into our fucking mind palaces just like Sherlock, and we're gonna figure out every fucking queer bait on the planet. We fucking be... did open heart surgery yeah, this is before fuck... we even passed biology. And That's you know right. what? I'm fucking this... proud of us. Uh huh. This is the podcasting equivalent of bench pressing a mountain. <laughs> like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. God, <sighs> our brains are so fucking huge and big, just like the four siblings of the Holmes family. Yeah, right. When we get to our next one, we're gonna be fucking Rock Lee taking off his training weights. We're yeah. gonna be like, ah, it's so easy to move. Yeah, we had to get past the barrier of the Sherlock episode. That was our that was our real like weights off moment. Yeah, yeah this is like Gara being like, you can't fucking hit me, and we're just like, ah, it's so easy and free. Oh no. I you 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 think you got me, but I just watched like 
four hours of Sherlock in the last two weeks. Yeah. I you... just watched like twelve hours of Sherlock. <laughs> and let me tell you. Yeah, we're not we're not gonna watch Skate the Infinity. We're gonna teleport behind it and say <laughs> 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 nothing personnel, kid. <laughs> Obliterated out of fucking existence. That's right. <laughs> it's gonna be like a Dragon Ball Z scene where the villain like shoots a big laser beam and like the whole ground gets destroyed, but there's just like a small patch of land where the like protagonist is standing completely fine, and that's us. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna be doing like fucking skate the infinity. It's gonna try to get us, and we're gonna be like, huh, is that all you got? <laughs> God. God, this was so awful. So bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Holy shit. Yeah. Thank you guys for indulging me. I'm so glad I got to yell about Sherlock. The show uh, sucks so bad. I'm so glad <laughs> so that now I can have an opinion on Sherlock other than I know vaguely it's bad. Yeah. Yeah, now, now you can, know. Now, now you're have, an expert on how bad Sherlock is. Yeah, now I have proof. I have four seasons of proof. Mm-hmm. That I can be like, this shit sucks. I didn't really need the four seasons. I could have just watched episode one and how terrible its mystery was uh-huh. and gone, so this is just the show, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could have just assigned you season one and been like, it gets worse from here. But I did. I- <laughs> I'm glad I got to see Moriarty because he was funny in the sense that he seemed like the only person who was having fun. Uh huh. And the only person who seemed like he was like a person who's like, yeah, I can easily fuck with people. Oh yeah, I love a vampy villain. If this were like a podcast that we were like, you know, talking more about plot on, I would have liked to talk more about Moriarty and about um the the villain in uh, season three. Yeah, Moriarty is a freak. I have to do a ranking of my. So I love freaks. Everyone knows this about me. I love a good freak character. Uh huh. Um, the villain of season three is what I like to call a pervert. (laughs) <laughs> that guy's nasty. I don't like that man. I like what he represents. He's so scary. I loved I, him as a villain to be I real. hate him. I despise looking at him. He shows up to a man's house and pisses in his fireplace. He licks people on the fucking mouth. He like he like fucking eats their food and then like cleans his hands in their fucking bowls of water. That's so nasty, my man. Fucking wash your hands. I know you didn't after you pissed. He literally didn't. That's the point. I know. He's so gross. Anyways, yeah. he's a pervert. Yeah, he is. I... Glad he has a ro- secret room that he just has a single chair in that he sits in and goes into his mind palace just to fuck God. with people. I think Stephen Moffat should be arrested and they should only <laughs> let him write villains. And like by that, I mean they like write a, like, pl- a cast of lovable characters and they go, okay, you come up with something to fuck with them. Maybe he should just run D&D campaigns. Like professionally, God. but that's it. Like no. that's the only thing he's allowed to do. God, could you imagine being in such a hostile D and D campaign? Um, I would have to shoot him because he wouldn't let me be gay. But you know, yeah, he could probably also, run a straight people's campaign. I don't know. Also, like I feel like Stephen Moffat campaign. would be the kind of DM who is just like so obsessed with his own NPCs that he never lets the players do anything. Like, God, it would be miserable. Yeah. He'd be like, "You can't do that." And I'd be like, yeah, why not? Be, they would just, don't, they would, aren't real. It would just be three hours of him just like talking to himself in different character voices. It would be three hours of him jerking himself off about his own characters. I would vomit. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> okay. Are we done? Have we excised this <sighs> demon? Yeah, that was quite a demon yeah. that I needed to get off my chest. Oh man, this episode is going to be unlistenable. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's going to be shrieking, incoherent shrieking. 
Pretty much, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at my waveform right now, and it's just like, oh boy. Oh yeah, I got pretty heated. There's some unhinged stuff in those little squiggles there. Oh yeah. Those are... Yeah, th- those are those are those are those are mania squiggles. Those, those are, are yeah, we're to just... the level of um when the when King Meruem got nutted in by his royal attendants. For yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, those are that level. Those are the level of when Yuppie got so mad he busted a nut so hard it exploded. The and that was squiggles. one episode. This is a whole show of shit that makes me want to yell at the same level that I did when yeah. you busted If we ever a started a fucking Patreon, it would be over Sherlock and it would be two hour episodes of us just screaming incoherently into the podcast mic. <sighs> oh my god. God. Incoherent noises that haven't been heard in, with human ears. Is it my turn to All pick right. What's next what's it? Yeah. yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah, why don't you tell us what, what we're going to be... I gave us some real poison, so I hope you have something to cleanse our palate a little bit. I mean, it's going to cleanse my palate. I don't know how Great. it would be for the rest of you. Uh-huh. Um, I I fought myself for this week because I drank a lot of poison watching all of BBC Sherlock. Yeah. Um, and I've been chasing that poison with an antidote known as the Haikyuu manga. And a part of me yes. wants to talk about Hinata and Kenma, but I feel like I want to save that for a better day. I feel like I want to save that for when we can get a guest on because I also want someone to be able to explain Tobio and Hinata to me. Because um, I see it, but it's just not that strong. So instead, mm-hmm. I'll do a simple movie for us this w- week that haunts my brain at all times. I'm going to make you guys watch The Prestige. <gasps> Oh, so yeah, so let's we can go. fucking talk about Angier and Borden, who are two fucking gay wizards, who just have the worst breakup and proceed to do a prank war at each other for two hours. Mm-hmm. I need to talk about it. It haunts my nightmares. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a good movie. Let's I, go. So I hope that'll cleanse your guys' palates because it'll cleanse mine. Um, yeah, we talked a lot about mind palaces in this episode, so I'm really excited to talk about some, like, you know, actual magicians, the type of yeah, people who would normally shit. normally be using a mind palace, not detectives. Yeah, you know, and in my uh, case, like, actual good writing, good storytelling, good mystery work. Mm, you know, oh my movie, god, there's a fucking mystery mm, in this movie. You know, a movie about magic that actively uses the narrative of a movie to perform a magic trick on the audience. <laughs> I Let's go. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. So, we're we're watching the fucking Prestige um, by Christopher Nolan, whose works that I don't really care about except for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Fuck Batman. Which one? <laughs> well, you know, our paths. <laughs> I I would. I mean, he's a little messed up emo boy. I yeah. could make him worse. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Are we ready for plugs? Yeah, fuck. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do plugs. Listeners, you can find me on Twitter at GoneWillHunting. Oh my god, I'm so used to doing Gone Will Hunting. Okay, listeners, you can find me on Twitter at Ruben Gasly. You can find me on another podcast called The Sonic Shuffle, a random and holistic Sonic lore podcast. And you can find our podcast at WeRateQueerBait at Twitter.com. 
All right. Well, I'm Ooh. on Tumblr at Dankus McDonald. I have the old shows go uh, go next to looks hunting, and I'll start a new one for this one soon. I have been house sitting for two very overactive bulldogs uh, this past week or so. So you know, that's been fun. But um, yeah, and I'm on Twitter at sky underscore bird thirty six. I'll have some more shit coming up. I'm on Fur Affinity. My username is Space Robot. I'm doing furry art. I'm taking commissions. You can contact me about those at spacerobotart at gmail.com or hit me up on Discord if you know me there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Lately, I've, I, I, I just drew a bunch of NPCs for my funny interstitial campaign. Ooh. It's got Neferpito in it. It's uh-huh. got Waluigi with big badongalahongs. Big naturals on Waluigi right there. Woohoo! It's got Blaze the Cat and from the Sonic franchise and Ozra Yujin from from App Monsters and their best friends. Has so Obi Wan looking funny. Obi Wan, he got wearing a Jar Jar Binks T-shirt. He do. Anyway, that's the f- kind of funny shit you can find on my for affinity, or you can pay me to draw something funny for you. I don't know. Ooh. I'm kind of running out of steam at this point. I'm also on a podcast called Digimon Ghost Gaze, where we're talking about the gayest show on television called Digimon and the current ongoing season, which is called Ghost Game. We talk about funny Jellymon and our little baby boy Gammon and our adorable book nerd Angoramon, and they're all our best friends, and we love them, and we love it when spooky things happen to them. It's a good time. All right, that's it for me. Well, all right. What if, hey, hey guys, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey guys, um, what if, what if we, what if we stop the recording? Oh, what if we stop the recording like right here though? <laughs> what if we, what if we ended, what if we ended the episode? <laughs> what if we stop the radio? No, this isn't a podcast with an end to it. What are you talking about? No, 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 about? but like, <laughs> but, but like, like, what if we did right here? But I'm just we... kidding. I'm just kidding. I... Unless. Unless... Oh, okay, yeah, I can, yeah, that makes sense. I understand now that it was all just a joke. We wouldn't simply never end a podcast. That's not the kind mm, of We wouldn't we just are. keep recording for forever and ever. For and forever and ever. I wouldn't leave this recording for two weeks and then come back and make you guys sit down and talk about the prestige so we can have, like, a good, like, two-week episode with just, like, the background noises of my life. Yeah, we're not podcasting yeah, anymore. We're streaming forever. Oh, it would be like that 24-hour <laughs> Germa stream, but instead of 24 hours, it's two weeks. It's instead of two, two weeks. Instead of me doing anything <laughs> fun visually, you'll just hear the ambient noises of my back, the background of my room. Uh huh. Yeah, just whenever whenever someone's in here, you'll you'll get get an, uh, fu- a fun noise or two. I'll be watching YouTube videos. I'll be like playing video games. I'll be reading, and you guys will just be able to hear that audio crisp mm-hmm. the whole time mm-hmm. the whole time unless <laughs> unless <laughs> goodbye bye, bye.